0: Hey Light Anglers, today is February 17th, welcome to The Light Angle, my name is Jack and this is your daily episode, I messed up that intro, but we're going to move forward (laughs) if this is your first time here, welcome, I'll be spending the next 5 to 15 minutes talking about some stuff going on in the world and incorporating scripture into it before we get into today's topic, just a quick reminder, please be sure to leave a 5 star review rate, like, subscribe, and whatever else you can do for us on the platform you're using to listen to the show Here in The Light Angle, we try not to focus on the left or right angles, but rather try to find the light angle. We want to spread the good news of our King of Kings, Jesus Christ, and use that knowledge to better deal with the negativity we find ourselves living in day to day. Your five-star review and sharing of the show with others helps us to better spread the light angle and the Word of God. All right, so I got a couple articles today, and they all kind of tie into each other. And uh, well, no surprises, the tie-in is going to be corrupt government and their abuse of power. Um, So you've probably heard some things since the last time I talked about Canada and their Hong Kong uh, trucker protest in Ottawa. Um, Well, a lot has happened since then. So over the weekend and such, and this week, um, yeah, some stuff has happened. So I'll start with the first one. This is from Al Jazeera News, aljazeera.com. Canada's Emergencies Act what power does it give Justin Trudeau? So after weeks of anti-government protests in the Canadian capital and blockades at key border crossings with the United States, Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau invoked a never-before-used emergency power to respond to the situation. Now, mind you, these are non-violent protests. And the protests aren't exactly anti-government, they're just anti-vaccine mandates. So, anyway... The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupations, Trudeau told reporters on Parliament Hill on Monday. I want to be very clear. The scope of these measures will be time limited, geographically targeted, as well as a responsible and proportionate to threats they are meant to address. But there aren't any threats. So that's weird. So what is this act? Well, it came into force in 1988 and allows the federal government to take special temporary measures to ensure safety and security during national emergencies. It's a temporary 30-day measure. So what constitutes a national emergency, you say? Well, seriously in de- uh, a national emergency seriously endangers the life's health or safety of Canadians and is of such proportions or nature as to exceed the capacity or authority of a province to deal with it or seriously threatens the ability of the government of Canada to preserve the sovereignty, security, and territorial integrity of Canada. Still seems like a pretty big stretch to authorize this power. So what does this power grant the government? (sighs) Under the Emergencies Act, the government can use a range of additional powers, including the regulation or prohibition of any public assembly that may reasonably be expected to lead to a breach of peace, travel, to, from, or within a specific area, and the use of specific property. That last one's key. Use of specific property. We all like to think of land as property. But that definition can be stretched in all sorts of different ways. So, moving on to the next topic I want to bring up, because a lot of this talks about threats to security of Canada and everything, and it, it's just, it's, it's kind of silly. The next topic, shortly after uh, Canada's government did this on Monday, uh, this is on the nationalpost.com. Uh, Go, Give, Send, Go, the institution that was used to get money or take donations for the trucker convoy, uh, was hacked. So, American billionaire Canadian civil servants among donors leaked in Give, Send, Go hack. An American tech billionaire, two NASA employees, and Canadian civil servants are among a leaked list of nearly 100,000 Freedom Convoy donors, according to information released by hackers responsible for taking down the group's crowdfunding site. Late Sunday night, hackers took down the website of Gifts and Go, the, the U.S. based crowdfunding website flocked to by convoy organizers after GoFundMe. GoFundMe canceled their multi-million-dollar campaign. The hackers also released a spreadsheet of raw donor data, data containing names, emails, and dollar amounts of nearly ninety-three thousand individuals who purportedly donated money to the Freedom Convoy. So, in short, this hack basically shared the information of all the donors to the Freedom Convoy that are leading the protests throughout Canada on the border. You're probably saying, well, what the heck does it have to do with Canada's Emergency Act? Well, and then my third article, Trudeau gives banks power to freeze funds without court order in bid to choke off protest funding. The new emergency power, and this is from financialpost.com, New emergency powers invoked by the federal government on Monday will expand the ability of Canada's financial institutions and regulators to track and control funding to protesters interfering with border crossings and restricting movement in Ottawa. Temporary measures under the Emergency Act will give Canadian banks the ability to freeze funds suspected of being directed to the protests without a court order and will protect them from legal retribution. In addition, Deputy Prime Minister Chrystia Freeland said the new powers give institutions the ability to freeze corporate accounts and cancel insurance tied to trucks that are being used in the blockades. All right, you see all this is coming together, folks? Canada passes the Emergencies Act, the website, Give, Send, Go, where all the donations are coming in as hacked. 93,000 people now are out there in the open. And now Canada has the ability to see who those people are and tell the banks to freeze their accounts. Imagine you just donated $10 to this cause that you thought was good, right? You just want the nation to have freedom. You want them not to have, you know, vaccine mandates. So you donate $10. Your name's now on the list. The Canadian government has that list. Now the Canadian government can freeze your funds. You have to pay bills. you got to pay a mortgage. you got to pay a car payment. You have to buy groceries. You can't because now your bank has froze your funds because Canada says, essentially, you're a terrorist because you donated to this cause. Crazy, isn't it? Hmm. Crazy, 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 crazy. All right. And then my last article, right? So if you've never heard of Project Veritas, they are, I, I like, honestly, I think they are pure journalism. They are actually journalists who actually do the work. They don't take just information that's given to them and say, hey, here's the news. No, they actually dig and look for information. And a lot of people don't like them because what they find isn't pretty. So this one here is pretty interesting. The reason I'm looping it in, it doesn't have anything to do with Uh, the protests happening in Canada or, you know, the Freedom Convoy, but it does have to do with our government here in the U.S. Because I don't want, you know, everyone to think that, you know, everything is roses here in the great United States of America. We have our own issues. And this, I think it was just today, Project Veritas released uh, this article. um, Expose FDA Part One. So this is scary, folks. FDA Executive Officer, now, mind you, the executive officer of the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, is on a hidden camera and he reveals future COVID policy. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible, have to get an annual shot. <laughs> and they have the video here on the website. Cole is an executive officer heading up the agency's countermeasures initiatives, which plays a critical role in ensuring that drugs, vaccines and other measures to counter infectious diseases and viruses are safe. He made the revelations on a hidden camera to an undercover Project Veritas Veritas reporter. Cole indicates that annual COVID-19 shots isn't probable, but certain. When pushed on how hard he knows an annual shot will become policy, Cole states, just from hearing everything I've heard, the FDA are not going to not approve it. So that basically means these vaccines will be approved. The footage, which is part of a two-part series on the FDA also contains sound bites from Cole about the financial incentives pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer have to get the vaccine approved for annual usage. It'll be a reoccurring fountain of revenue, Cole said in the hidden camera footage. It might not be that much initially, but it'll, it'll be recurring if they can, if they can get every person required at an annual vaccine. That is a reoccurring return of money going into their company. Perhaps the most explosive part of the footage is the moment where Cole brazenly talks about the impact that an emergency use authorization has on overcoming the regulatory concerns of mandating vaccines on children. They're all approved under an emergency just because it's not as impactful as some of the other approvals, Cole said when asked if he thought there was really an emergency for kids. Cole, who claims his role with the FDA is to ensure the agency uses framework of safety, security, and effectiveness as a part of its preparedness, prep, preparedness sorry, and response protocol, specifically cited concerns over long-term effects, especially with someone younger. Oh, that's scary, folks. It's right there. It's, I mean, here we have the facts. What will come of this? I mean, this is, this is crazy. We're living in a clown world. Why, Why is this happening? All right. So it's not all doom and gloom, folks. I encourage you all to dig into your Bible, to read scripture, to understand that this is all just temporary, all right? We serve the King of Kings. All right, there is no one stronger than him. There is nothing mightier than him, and he's going to overcome it all. Just have to have patience and give our fear and anxiety to him. Isaiah 5:20 tells us, "Woe to those who call evil good and good evil." who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. There's some good truth. All right, y'all pray with me. Father God, we love you and we give you thanks for the blessings we've received. I pray you would guide the elected leaders in their serving of the people they represent. Help us all strive for peace, equality, and freedom, rather than the division, segregation, and oppression we are currently facing. Help us to listen more and speak less and calm our anger when we learn of how our enemies are trying to overcome us. Give us patience and take away our fear and anxiety. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, y'all, that's it for today's episode of The Light Angle, but remember, we each have a purpose that's much greater than making a few extra dollars, feeding a temptation, or getting the last word in on a social media post. It all starts with two simple things, loving our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Hope always starts with a little light in darkness.